Welcome to Wisdom, Love, and Beauty, a podcast for the soul and the home of dangerous wisdom. This is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, and we have come to the final contemplation of Yijing Insights for this week. Our main figure is 17, which means following, and we spoke about following in terms of the archetypal leader and follower that we see expressed in tango dancers. We're contemplating a little bit the archetype of leadership. The image of dancers works very well with respect to our relating figure for this week, too, which is 58. Hexagram 58 could be called joyful, joyous, or even open. The ancient Chinese ideograph for this figure looks like a person with their hands in the air, kind of joyful, elated hands in the air pose, and their mouth open, you see a big mouth in the middle of the figure, and legs that you could only really understand as legs if you're thinking of them as moving. So it's a, it's a, if you look at these ideographs, which you don't have to right now, it's not a big deal, but they are imagistic. You have to see it in there. But it's like you're looking at someone singing and dancing in joy. It's the image of joyful dancing and singing. And that, too, resonates with a tango dancer, who in a way sings with their body, of course, and they might also hum or sing along with the lyrics. It does happen when we're dancing and we're enjoying a song. We might do that, especially when we're at home alone. Uh, usually you don't hear a lot of loud singing on the dance floor at of Milonga. And of course, many tango songs carry a lot of melancholy. But just like American blues music, underneath all that pain is a joyful affirmation of life. So the joy is right there. That's one of the great things about tango is that it confronts our sadness, our melancholy, even our nostalgia and so on, and just looks right at it and finds the joyfulness there, finds that there's still love and connection right there because you're embracing someone. You get to feel that you're not alone because our suffering makes us feel cut off. And then Tango says, no, you're connected. So there's joy there in that image. In Huang's translation of Yijing, he tells us that this character is the, the Chinese character for this figure, is the root character for the Chinese word for speaking. And that's why there's that open mouth in the middle there. It indicates really singing or speaking with joy in particular. And Huang says that the character not only signified singing or speaking with joy, but also signified the giving and receiving of gifts. It's that mutuality that's important. And obviously, giving and receiving gifts can feel joyful. But this image of a basic joyful give and take also resonates with our image of the tango dancers because of that deep affirmation that we embrace each other in joy in tango, even if there was some sadness there. But I was saying that this is an archetypal image of leadership. If we could work with this week's reading in a deep way, it would provide us with a most auspicious archetypal patterning for leadership, for learning to embody and express empowered leadership. The main figure is following. We begin there if we want to lead. When we follow, we listen deeply. 
and we allow ourselves first to be led. Now, the essence of that figure, each figure has a kind of hidden dimension, which is sometimes the essence of a situation. And the essence of figure 17 is gradual advance. And that means giving our total awareness and energy to the present moment. Taking each step like it is already the goal. Each step is the universe, the cosmos. We let go of the duality between means and ends. And if we do that, we take things step by step, really in a holistic way, with whole heart, mind, body, world, each step, then we arrive at this relating figure, the joyful, the joyous. We touch our own joyfulness, the openness and joy at the heart of our being. And with this comes the opportunity for authentic expression, communion, and communication. That's what this figure is about, this opportunity to express on the basis of our joyful mind, our big mind. And this is the most, most overt side of leadership, we could say. So we think of that the leader is the one who's telling us what to do, but how and from, with, with what kind of mind and on the basis of what. So we come here to our part of the expression that we create in total mutuality with others because we were led first. We began with following. The leader in tango follows, listens to the follower, the music, the room. In our life, it means listening deeply to a larger ecology of mind. That's very key. Listening to the living, loving world, that ecology of mind has to go beyond the human. And then we can begin to offer a genuinely joyful and open expression. Again, on the basis of that step-by-step advance as we listen, as we follow along step-by-step-by-step, then we arrive at a real genuine expression that could galvanize, magnetize people. Interestingly, there's a dimension of the marketplace here too in this character. These are all resonances right in the figure. We're not adding things. And so in that idea of the give and take is the marketplace, the exchange. And that means we find archetypal guidance for both leadership and negotiation. I used to do negotiation training and consultation for Fortune 500 companies, and I can tell you this captures it really well. A skilled negotiator asks a lot of questions to try and find out what's really going on in the situation. Not only find out about the thing we're negotiating over. You know, if you're buying a car, you ask lots of questions. How long have you had it? How much do you drive and all of this? But you also try to find out about the negotiator. And you have to realize that the other party could have many fixed views. And so from their perspective, you know, I have to sell this car for $10,000. That's it. That's, that's, it's not negotiable. But if we relax and we listen deeply enough, it's possible that we could uncover some value, something of value to them, which in turn might open them up to giving us what we want. Now, obviously, in one sense, it could be that we want a lower price if we're negotiating for something, but it could mean 
something larger is at stake, the negotiation might not be about buying or selling anything. Some negotiations have nothing to do with money, but have to do with opportunity, equality, justice. So if we begin by following, listening deeply, and we move step by step without a duality between path and goal, we'll also find in that process that we shed our anxiety a little bit, our tension, our bracing, and all this, and we can arrive at a joyful communion and communication and exchange. It's more spacious, open, and that more spacious, open, and joyful heart keeps us from rushing leadership or negotiation decisions. We won't give up so quickly, we can stay a little longer, try to keep the conversation going. Just that, just that listening and following along and let things go step by step gives us a chance, gives us an opportunity to arrive at skillful speech. And our speech would then come on the basis of deep mutuality and freedom from tension and reactivity. You might focus on taking things step by step this weekend, relaxing into the unity of path and goal. And as you do that, notice how joy and openness begin to germinate and take root. And then you could thoroughly enjoy all your communion and communication. Actively take joy and seek to be engaged in every opportunity to participate in the mutuality of life, the non-duality of giving and receiving that is life. We'll have more Yijing Insights next week. In the meantime, if you have questions, reflections, or stories of synchronicity to share, send them in through dangerouswisdom.org, and we might bring some of them into a future contemplation. Until then, this is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, reminding you that your soul and the soul of the world are not two things. Take good care of them.